gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 43, which is entitled Punching Down. I am your host, G2, and before I get to the topics, and boy, oh boy, today is going to be one of those days. Um, Let's get into the National Food Days of the Week. Today, for October 10th, don't have no fear if your breath stinks. Today is National Tic Tac Day, also Angel Food Cake Day. Tomorrow, October the 11th, is Sausage Pizza Day. October 12th, Gumbo Day, and also Pumpkin Pie Day. October 13th, Peanut Festival Day, Pumpkin Festival Day, Yorkshire Pudding Day, and also M&M Day. October 14th, Dessert Day. October 15th, Mushroom Day, and also Red Wine Day. October 16th, Liqueur Day and Food, well, World Food Day. And what is liqueur? Not liquor, but liqueur is a sweetened alcoholic beverage is usually a well, sweetened alcoholic liquor is usually served and drunk after dinner. I did a Google search just to make sure what that was. But um, that's your National Food Days of the Week. Now with that out of the way, if you have seen Dave Chappelle's newest uh, Netflix special, you would know exactly what Punching Down is. And if you didn't have no fear, I'm able to tell you what Punching Down is. Punching Down is whenever you are of a certain caliber and you see yourself in a higher prestige and you are able to punch down on somebody that you look as somebody lesser than you. Meaning, uh, what a lot of people would say white society do to every other minority on America's soil. That's just what it is. I hate to say it like that, but hey, we're going to cut right to the basics here. I watched Dave Chappelle's uh, Netflix special twice. I watched it once whenever it first came out. Literally the day that it did. And then I watched it before I start recording. Just to know and make sure my talking points. Just to make sure I was going to say the right things. And before I do get into that. Let me say this. What I'm about to say. I want you all to just listen and have an open mind. And you might hear that and say. Oh my god he's about to bash every single thing. And no 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 no. Just hear me out. I want you to hear everything, literally hear everything. Don't think that's because I'm just going hard on certain things that I am just bashing. No, 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 no. This is a learning process. This is a learning scenario, even for me. Um, This whole thing, just a whole learning process. Dave Chappelle's Netflix special, The Closer, which is his last uh, Netflix uh, comedy special on Netflix, I believe in his deal, he even mentioned that this will be his last uh, stand-up for Netflix for a while. And he wanted it to do it in Detroit because he made a whole lot of jokes about Detroit, so he finished it in Detroit. And he tackled a whole lot of things, but the main thing that caught everybody's ears this week, especially the LGBTQ community, was Dave Chappelle answering and basically going at headfirst, trans community going hard on Dave Chappelle. Now, if you know Dave Chappelle's stand-up, he goes hard. My man goes hard in the paint. He goes uh hard whenever he talks about certain things. It could be him talking about uh, meeting OJ a couple times in his first literal Netflix special. 
It could be him talking about, oh, I don't know, how the baby can kill somebody in North Carolina and still have a blossoming career. But then whenever he said something about the LGBT community, his career kind of withers away. Now, Dave Chappelle made that prevalent in, the, in this special, and he wanted to constantly, and I mean constantly, remind you of this. How the baby killed somebody in North Carolina, a black man in North Carolina, and let me just add preference to this, the baby was doing this out of self-defense because that black man was trying to kill him in that Walmart in North Carolina. And he mentioned how the baby saying something on stage has so far, at least in the eyes of the public, killed his musical career. But really, it didn't really kill his career. He's basically just on timeout for right now until the music career, until the music labels, and until every music exec will say that, okay, put the baby back on rotation and we'll put him back in a uh, set list with our white artist. And let me just state this right now. I never canceled the baby. I never did Everybody was on the cancel the baby wave. Certain people weren't. I was definitely wasn't one of them because when I saw what he tweeted out, not tweeted out, when I saw what he said, I said, ooh, that's bad. But then I thought about it. I said, well, the baby is at least my age, or at least if anything, is a little bit older than me. We grew up almost literally at the exact same time. And if you were into rap music, which I technically was a little bit, not as much as probably the baby was, you knew about nightclub scenes. I didn't, but whenever you hear about people talk about nightclubs in the early 2000s, you will hear people have these um, crowd participations. Wave your hands in the air. If you got a bad girl with you tonight, wave, say yeah, all that type of stuff, and ch chanting and shouting, all that stuff, right? If you leave her home tonight and screw her tonight, say yeah, all that type of stuff. Just crowd participation. The baby tried his own crowd participation at Rolling Loud, and uh, that didn't end so well, at least with people on social media. People there, they chanted, and they yelled, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do for crowd participation, right? The baby gets canceled for this. He tries to send, well, his not him, his publicist sends out a tweet to try to uh, squash it. It was a crappy and corny apology, and they still weren't going for it. So the baby then untweeted all that, well, basically took it down, and then went on with his whole thing, his authentic self, saying that apparently y'all haven't met a real one. Long story short, the baby then had to apologize for that, saying that he is learning about all this and all that, and now he is working with LGBTQ uh, committees and groups to help him better understand the fight that gay people, the lesbian community, the LGBTQ community has dealt with in the eyes of the public. So Dave in this special was talking about how the baby's career took a took a little bit of a speed bump because he hurt the LGBTQ's community instead of his career basically being damaged by killing a black man. Now if you don't know what he was saying was you can kill a black man or you can say whatever you want a black man about a black man your career will not take a fall well i will put that in some parentheses because kramer his career took a big nosedive after he said the n-word at uh improv uh improv show in california mad years ago and you can look it up on youtube him just saying the n-words that to a group of black people 
that video is still there on YouTube. His career took a nosedive. Mel Gibson, he took a timeout. But you see what I'm getting here? They took timeouts. You have us from the black community chastise them and everything else, but they got a timeout. Mel Gibson, he had a timeout, and by God, he came back years later. Paula Dean, timeout. And now she has a little restaurant down here in Myrtle Beach area. She's slowly getting herself back on television and everything else. A timeout. Why people are able to get a timeout, period. While us in the black community, everybody wants to demonize us and take us down. Literally, the baby got demonized by everybody. The black community for saying that. How dare you say that? Some people within the black community say, you know what? We need to forgive them. Whatever, whatever. But a lot of the black community demonized them. White community, demonized Gay and LGBTQ community, demonized. You get the drift from getting here. He said something about the LGBTQ community. He got taken down. Dave was trying to make a point that the black man or the black people experience in this world, in America, means dirt to the public. It means dirt to the media. If you think I'm lying, watch this segment where I'm about to tell you right now. Because in Dave Chappelle's Netflix special, The Closer, he talks about how he himself is a feminist and he had to look up the dictionary for the word feminist and it's anybody that believes females should deserve equal rights as everybody else on this planet and that i believe everybody on this planet myself included believe that every woman should have equal rights as everybody basically an equal playing field like everybody else on this planet that is what a feminist is by webster dictionary Dave Chappelle broke that down and said that. And he said, well, he realized that he was a feminist. And he made a joke by saying he thought that feminists were uh, big, butchy-looking chicks. Anyway, I'm not going to give you so much of the Dave Chappelle uh, comedy spit because he does it way better. And he talks about it way better. The big thing that coming out of it was the LGBTQ community was trying to get Dave Chappelle's Netflix special off. They tried to get Netflix to take it off. And, oh yeah, by the way, let me just rewind here. In the special, Dave Chappelle talked about how he went to a feminist movement and he tried to get his friends to go with him. He even said there's going to be plenty of B words there. And his friends still didn't want to go there. So, he just went by himself and he even texted a black writer, a black uh, writer that works on shows and everything, a black female writer. A female, a black female. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the thing that I want you guys to understand and what I really want you to really understand when I say black female, underline that. Black female. Dave Chappelle takes a good friend of his as a black female writer in Hollywood. He talks about how he told him that he's going to this feminine movement. Is she going? And he says, I hope those white bees get tear gassed. Now, you might ask yourself, how can this black woman say something like that? Well, if you look back, and Dejabelle broke it down yet again because he is a master at this craft of comedy because Dejabelle is not only just telling you jokes, he is giving you legit life lessons and things that makes you ponder and makes you wonder about certain things if you pick up on what he's saying to you, literally. Dejabelle breaks down how in the beginning, whenever the feminist movement started, it was all about white women, in which I did learn in my Women and Gender Studies class uh, my first semester in Coastal Carolina University. It was all about white women's uh, suffering and white women this and that. White women, white women. And I found out in my woman gender studies class and Deja Bell reaffirmed that Sojourner Truth had to go up to a meeting 
and she gave the infamous Am I a Woman? And she in that Am I a Woman speech, it talked about how Sojourner Duth talked in that speech about how white women will get better equal better opportunities than a black woman or a woman of color. Talking about how a white man will take a white woman off a bus and put his coat down on the floor or whatever the case may be, and so she could walk on it and get to a get to a drier spot and how for her they won't do that. It won't be the same opportunities of equal equality as it will be for a white woman as it is for a person of color. Now, in this thing, in this special, Dave Chappelle talked about how the trans community was saying that he was punching down on them because in his specials, he would talk about people that are trans, mentioning Caitlyn Jenner, for one. Dave Chappelle mentioned how Caitlyn Jenner was able to change her name easily, but Cassius Clay, better known as Muhammad Ali, it took, it was hell for him to change his name. But it was so easy for Caitlyn Jenner, a man that changed his body into a female body because he identifies as a female, and he was able to change his name into a female, Caitlyn. And it was so much easier than it was for a black man in past times to just change his name. It was hell for Cassius Clay, the late great Muhammad Ali, just to change his name to Muhammad Ali. It was hard for him. Yet again, the black experience going against the white experience. And Dave Chappelle, plainly as day, had to break it down and say he doesn't have a problem with the trans community. No, 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 no. You guys have been missing it all this time. Which, if you thought he did, he didn't. He just has a problem with white people. Because, again, it's white people literally against every single community. And you might say, Joe, this is hate speech, what I'm spewing. But it's not whenever you look at everything. Because in a couple of these topics, I'm going to break down to you after this the difference between a black experience and a white experience as well and why Dave Chappelle never punched down to the LGBTQ community. No, 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 no. If anything, Dave is really just punching up because black people have always been on the down why white people will, has always been on the up and have constantly and will almost stay on the up because look at our government, a lot of white people in there. Look at our White House, a lot of white people in there. Seriously. Let me just get to what Dave Chappelle closer was so I can hurry up with this because I feel like I'm getting long-winded with this one. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's whole thing was how the trans community should never ever be discussed in front of black people because black people we have been dealing with so much crap and hardships and the LGBT the gay community they have been able to push their not even their agenda because I'm not even gonna say their agenda they have been able to push their not even idea they have been able to push their movement further along than the black people have our movement has been going for decades, hundreds of years, constantly from it was to try to get free, then to try to get equal rights, then try to get segregation, then now we're dealing with red zoning and all these things that we still, as a black community, we are still dealing with, but the gay community, they were able to take care of so many things so quickly, and we as a black community, at least for Dave, 
he mentioned that he's jealous. He's jealous that the gay community, the LGBTQ community, was able to get their stuff done quicker and faster than it has took it for the black community. And you know what? When you think about it, if you're a black person and you really stop down and look at all the laws that have been passed and how quick it took for the LGBTQ community to get their laws taken, yes, they went through hell. But look at the time it took. It took them shorter time than it took for us, the black community, to even get something put down in paper, even in law for us. As a matter of fact, I believe in certain states, or even in, I don't know, sure, but there was a thing that, no, 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 matter of fact, I'm going to look this up because I don't want to spew wrong information, so hold on one second. I'm back. I had to do a little bit of research, and I said I was. Now, let me just tell you something about the difference between the laws. It's how long it took for blacks to have a law be written compared to a LGBTQ, for instance, right now. Okay, because I had to do some research, and I found this out on NBCNews.com, and it says the House passes sweeping LGBTQ rights bill. And as I scanned it, and I went through, and it was published on February 25th, 2021, and da da Right here. Today's vote is a major milestone for equality, bringing us closer to ensuring that every person is treated equally under the law. Human rights campaign president Alfonso Davis said in a statement, now the ball is in the Senate's court, the Senate's court to pass the, pass the Equality Act to finally allow LGBTQ Americans the ability to live their lives free from discrimination. The act amends the Federal Civil Rights Act of 1964 to include protection against discrimination based on sexual orientation and identity. It has been introduced every year since 2005 by Sicilian, one of the nine LGBTQ representatives. It first passed the House in 2019 by a 236 to 173 vote, including eight Republicans, but failed to get a hearing in the GOP-dominated Senate. So now they're just waiting for the, uh, who are they waiting for? Because I just read it. <sighs> God, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, okay. They're waiting for the Senate. I got it. The House passed it with the Senate. Okay. So they got introduced in 2015, right? And we're in 2021 and it just passed that. So now let me read you one from the black community, whether you might think it's relevant or not. This is. Congress makes lynching a federal crime 65 years after Emmett Till. I don't think I need to get more into that, but I think I will. And this was published on February 26, 2020. The bill introduced by Illinois Rep uh, Republic representative, not Republican, representative, Bobby Rush, and named after Till, comes 120 years after Congress first considered anti-lynching legislation and after dozens of similar efforts were defeated. Congress previously failed to pass anti-lynching legislation nearly 200 times, starting with a bill introduced in 1900 by North Carolina Representative George Harry White, the only black member of Congress at the time. So it had a North Carolina representative, which, again, the South, in which we have in our minds, when we think of the South, a lot of racism, a lot of lynching going on down here, at least what were our minds thinking, because it's been taught to us in every history book that we've ever read in American society. And it took a black man from North Carolina, and he was the only black man of Congress at that time in 1900, to decide to even start that bill for lynching to be a federal crime. And it took 65 years after Emmett Till, but when that bill got brought up, that was in the 1900s. So again, that is literally 120 years it took for us. 
while in the LGBTQ community, well, it only took some six years for it to be put down on piece of paper in front of the government and to get brought up to them in 2015. And then 2021, six years later, it gets passed in the House, but now the Senate has to do their job and then the LGBTQ community can live freely as intended. And I hope they get it. I really do. I'm a black man that cares about the LGBTQ community. Don't think I'm trying to hate on them for them getting their job done and getting their stuff pushed. I'm never going to hate on that. I believe that everybody should have equal rights and equal opportunity all times. I have no problems with LGBTQ community at all. That's not what I'm getting at here. I'm getting at how Dave Chappelle made a point to say that us in the black community, it takes us longer, and I mean big long, for us to even get a piece, or matter of fact, just a piece of that crumb off that cake that somehow the LGBTQ community was able to at least get a slice. We get crumbs while they get slices of the cake. They don't get the whole cake. They get slices while us in the black community, we get crumbs of the cake. That is what Dave is basically meaning. He's not mad at the LGBT community that is black, Chinese, Hispanic, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It is the whites in there. Because the whites in the LGBT community can make and break those decisions. They can make and push those decisions. And make them go faster. You think I'm lying? I'm being dead serious. Look and read in between the lines. Okay? As a matter of fact, here's something that I do need you guys to understand too. GLAD, Okay? G-L-A-A-D. Uh, was one of the two uh, big unions to try to get Dave Chappelle's special took off of Netflix. And do you know what GLAD stands for? If you do, then good for you. But if you don't, let me break down what GLAD formerly stood for. It formerly stood for Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. It had to change that in 2013 because that's whenever they committed to also breaching and putting under their umbrella the bisexual and transgender communities in March of 23rd, 2013. But GLAD got started in 1985, so it took them 28 years just to even include the bisexual and transgender community into their umbrella. Now, Say what you want, do what you will. I'm not of that community. I'm of an outside community just looking in and I'm just doing research on it. And I'm just saying, hey, that's some kind of talks that I believe that the LGBT community have to have all within themselves. So why it took 28 years for the, for the bisexuals and the transgenders to even get put in that umbrella with the LGBT, with the, with GLAD. But GLAD is now just GLAD, okay? How can GLAD try to stop Dave Chappelle. If anything, they should be trying to break down and trying to explain to everybody what Dave Chappelle means by this. But that's not happening because, again, you have to look in it. When you see a lot of things with GLAD on it, okay? You're going to see a lot of things that just say GLAD, GLAD, with just the word of it, okay? When you hit images, okay, you're going to see... Not a lot of things. You're just going to see the symbolism. You're going to see actresses and all this type of stuff. But GLAD is supposed to represent every person that is under that LGBTQ umbrella. But when you really start to think about it, they only pick certain token black people to really represent them, like a RuPaul or a Laverne Cox. But you'll get a whole lot of gay white men do really represent it as an Andy Cohen or even a Anderson Cooper or probably even a Rosie O'Donnell or 
And she's not a man, she's just a lesbian woman. But you get my drift here. You got only one legit trans person really representing and really talking out for you guys. That's Laverne Cox, at least in my information. She's a black, uh, transgendered woman now. So, for me, I just want Glad to understand it. Yo, you guys need to have some talks within yourself. Literally. And there was only one person that came out that really said something and saying that she's done working for Netflix. And it was somebody that actually writes for a show called Dear White People. And it's a transgendered white woman. That means a man that's transitioned his body over to a female. And the reason why... And they state this out in Deadline was that because in Dave Chappelle's special, he mentioned that gender is fact. And he mentioned how every human being on this life had to go through and be birthed through a woman. A woman that was birthed female, identified as female, has the female body part as meaning a vagina and can be birthing out children. Now, Dave Chappelle gets into the fact of uh, transgender women not technically being women. Yeah, they're women, but they're not, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not birthed women to have the functions, the complete functions of a woman. And he compared it to basically white women looking, not even white women, but just women looking at transgender women, at least some looking at them in the way that black people look at other people doing blackface. I'm not a woman, so I can't see if it, I don't know if it's, thing was right or wrong, but I guarantee if we probably look at social media, people will probably be clapping, certain people will say no, he's wrong, and certain people will say, yeah, Dave Chappelle's right, but what you can't get mad at him, and I and I'm trying to say this with all the best of not really being angry here, you can't really be mad at him for saying that a woman is somebody that's birthing children, or in the idea of gender, is a woman birthing children. And people might say, Gerald, there are certain women that can't birth children because they have some type of birth defect. Hey, yo, listen, that's that. But if you're a man that's transitioning your body over into a female presence, that is what Dave is mentioning. They are trans women. They are not women women in the idea when you would think of a woman. Okay? That's just that. Now, the other organization that I really want to really talk about here, and I'm trying to understand this, is the National Black Justice Coalition. They want him off. They want <laughs> Dave's Netflix special off. And this is coming from the executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition. He said in a statement, with 2021 on the track to be the deadliest year on record for trans people, in the United States, the majority of whom are black transgender people, Netflix should know better. Precipitating transphobia precipitates violence. My friend, he was not talking about black transgenders. Get it through your head. Read in between the lines, bruh. He was talking about white men that are transitioning themselves over into a white female body. He even demonstrates it by saying, literally, I'm not even kidding. He says, I have a problem with white people. And he broke down by saying this, and I'm almost saying it word for word, how in a way that 
whenever he talked to a white person and he will mention how he got you, oh yeah, oh yeah, well, I'm a woman now, nigger, and you will treat me as such. And then Dave mentioned how that situation, how a white man can easily switch over into a white woman, and now it's called a hate crime because now you are confronting that. No, 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 no. Black, National Black Justice Coalition, no. He is not getting at black trans. He's not doing it. Get it through. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. He's not getting at us. He's not getting at Hispanics. He's not getting at Chinese. He's not getting at any other nationality except for the ones at the top. White people, white transgenders, whatever you want to call it, white people just in general. So Dave Chappelle's not punching down at, and I mean this with all sincerity, he's not punching down at us. He's not punching down at people in the LGBTQ community. No, no, no. He's punching up and trying to put box with white people in general. And I want you all to truly understand that. And if you think I'm playing here, he's being serious. He mentioned how he respects the gays. And he may specifically here, he respects the old gays, not the new ones, because the new gays are fragile. There are their feelings get hurt real easily. And he mentioned how he respects the Stonewall gays. I don't, I can't tell you what Stonewall is because I'm a heterosexual man, but I do research on it and then you can tell and you see and you read up on exactly what Stonewall is and you understand why Dave Chappelle has a lot of respect for them because they went for what was theirs. They got what's theirs. And they did, and they had to go through a lot just to even get what was theirs, but they got what they got. You understand? So the old gays had to fight for something by these new gays, in his words, and I know what he's meaning is they could just go on social media and everything else and just complain and moan and groan about something, but they won't go out there and get it. But apparently, and this is where he's wrong, the new gays are actually going out there and get it because my man, if they were able just to get that done in twenty in six years, and it took us just 120 years for a lynching to get passed, they're able to get something done. It is what it is, Dave. They got they were able to get it done, bro. So you gotta at least put some respect on the new gay's name. Just gotta throw that out there. But Dave Chappelle is not a person that hates the LGBT community. He wants you to understand he is just jealous of them, and more specifically, jealous of gay or LGBTQ white people in general. Just understand that. Because the black community, we are black community. LGBT community is dominated literally by every race that goes underneath that category. But when you have the white, when you have the white individual under your umbrella, you get to push it further. You get to push that movement way further than it's just one specific culture. And you say what you want, but it's true. Because white society will be able to look at it and say, that could be my daughter, that could be my son in that movement, and we want to try to make things better for them. You think I'm lying. There has been a thing called the crack epidemic. It was in the black society, and by God, nobody cared about it. They said, hey, yo, they're criminals, they're hood rats, and all this type of stuff. But then whenever the crack epidemic started hitting into the black, not the black, but the white communities, the white neighborhoods, the white suburbs... By God, they start really paying attention to him. Like, oh my God, this is now an epidemic. We need to do something about it. This is what he's talking about. Once you got a white individual in your umbrella, you can push your movement further. And he's just upset that we, as the black community, our movement hasn't 
been pushed at all. As a matter of fact, it's been stagnant. At times, it gets pushed farther along. And I mean, it gets a nice, good push. But let's be honest. When you got a white person at the helm and you got a white person in your movement, you can do and push your movement further. And that's what he meant by that. So I don't see why Dave Chappelle's thing is going, well, people trying to take Dave Chappelle's uh, last special, The Closer Off. I don't see it. I personally don't. Now, if you can email me and we can have a conversation back and forth, that'll be great for you to better educate me on why it is wrong. Please, please explain to me. As a matter of fact, before I'm done with this episode, I got an announcement to make, because trust me, you're going to want to hear it. But please explain to me why I am wrong or why I could be wrong, and then me and you can have a civil conversation. And if you don't want to have a civil conversation, you just want to yell at me, hey, man, that's still fine and dandy cool because you want to get all your aggressions out. Hey, I have no problems with that. But again, I want to understand why people are really upset about this because in reality, he was giving props to the white individual for getting their movement in their body of work faster than ours. He was jealous of it, but he was giving props at the exact same time. He doesn't hate the LGBTQ community. He doesn't hate the trans community. And to further even push that point along at the end of his segment, at the end of, towards the end of the program, he talks about a transgendered person that he had in his circle in 2013, because Sticks and Stones, he mentioned also in this, that Sticks and Stones came out in 2014, so I believe they had to film it and get all that stuff done, and then it gets released in 2014. So I'll say probably late 2013, early 2014, he had this person in his circle. And it was a transgendered uh, individual named Daphne. Now, Daphne's family comes out and talks about how Dave was a huge inspiration to their uh, sister Daphne, who was a man, who was born a man, but transitioned into a female. Anyway, the point of Dave Chappelle's whole story was that Daphne was a person that wanted to try doing comedy. And so Dave Chappelle was in uh, Daphne's neck of the woods. He called her up and said, hey, why don't you open for me? And Dave realized that Daphne only had like eight open mics under her belt. And when she went up there, it stunk. But Whenever Dave Chappelle went up there and started doing his bits and everything, she was up front row, she had a couple drinks, she was laughing and she was talking during the set and she was doing all this and he tells a story how somebody tried to ask Daphne, who was very, and you could tell that it was a man that transitioned to a female, and asked, does the carpet match the drapes? And Dave mentioned how Daphne said, sir... I have no carpet, it's all hardwood floors, and now, and now the audience busts and laugh. Dave Chappelle mentioned that Daphne was his friend at that moment. No, not even at that moment, but during this whole time that he knew Daphne, that was his friend. And then when Sticks and Stones came out, and he talked about the transgender community on Sticks and Stones, Daphne talked on Twitter and said that Dave Chappelle is not punching down at the trans community as anything. He is trying to make people understand that he is one and he understands and he understands what the trans people are going through because he has empathy. He has compassion in his heart. And he, she was defending Dave Chappelle on Twitter for all this time. But the trans and LGBTQ community dragged Daphne on Twitter and everything else. And Dave said after six days or four, one of the two, Daphne committed suicide. 
And Dave Chappelle is just trying to cope with his friend dying for basically defending him. And it's not right, ladies and gentlemen. We can have differences of opinion. By God, we're in America, at least. I believe that we're in here. We have differences of opinion. Yeah, sure. We can call somebody an idiot, a moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by God, you can't trounce on somebody's opinion. That's why we have a two party called Democrats and Republicans and even a third party called the Independents. And by God, I call all those things fugazi, a fraud, a shell companies, if you will, of people just lying to people in the public and all of them are just shaking hands in the back. But until it's been proven, and by God, it's been proven from time to time, we all have different opinions in this world. And our opinion shouldn't lead to somebody committing suicide. We shouldn't try to constantly berate somebody over and over and over again about something that you believe in to make them want to commit suicide, and Daphne committed suicide. And Daphne's family talked and defended even Dave Chappelle following the Netflix special, The Closer, and this is coming from, um, God, Yahoo Entertainment right here. And it talks about Daphne's family sending in a text to Daily Beast and they talked about how Daphne was in awe of Dave's graciousness. She did not find his jokes crude, crude, off-coloring, off-putting, anything. She thought his jokes were funny. Daphne understood humor and comedy. She was not offended. Why would her family be offended? Daphne's younger sister, Brandy, agreed with the statement and called Chappelle an LGBTQ ally. <sighs> Man. See, you gotta understand... Just because he's talking about how something is, that doesn't mean he's demonizing that community. Two things can be true and be of the same realm, ladies and gentlemen. I could say somebody's a dick, but he's one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. But Gerald, you just called him a dick. Yes, he is a dick, but by God, he's one of the nicest guys you literally can ever meet and deal with within your life. Those two things might not correlate in other people's ideas, but whenever you deal with humans... As an individual, it goes more than just those two ideas. You have to interact and actually know and deal with somebody's personal beliefs and who they are genuinely as a person. So two things can't be true at the exact same time, even though they're the complete opposing thing that you're saying. Dave Chappelle is not a transphobic person. He's not a homophobic person. He is a person that has a lot of care and compassion in his heart. He has a whole lot of empathy because if you really listen to a lot of his comedy specials and really look back at him, he is a man that's able to look and evaluate where the state of the world is and able to break down in a funny way, but it brings you along the idea at the end of that joke to make you really think and ponder, wow, this is really messed up, or wow, I really need to look more into this, or wow, what is wrong with me that I personally didn't laugh at this, or whatever the case may be. Dave's jokes, and nevertheless, these are jokes, but he goes hard in the paint, so sometimes these jokes hit hard, and you might not understand, and you might get a bad taste in your mouth after a joke, those are what jokes are meant for from time to time, they're going to leave you with a bad taste, and sometimes some jokes leave you with a bad taste, but it gives you the idea to think about why it left you with a bad taste, or what this person really meant when he said what he said up there. Dave Chappelle is a master at comedy, he can make you laugh, he can make you angry, he can make you... Uh, nervous to even laugh at a joke. Dave is that good of a comedian that he transcends to a comedian. He just is an observer. He 
He likes to look at things and bring things out of himself. It makes you really think about, okay, what is the problem here? Why was this funny? And blah, 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 and said blah, blah, blah. I personally think that this uh, Netflix special was a great Netflix special. I don't understand why people blew it out of proportions like that. I can understand how people might think that, oh my God, he went too hard on this. But when you really sit down, and I mean really sit down to really hear what he's saying, this is his big takeaway. And if you didn't get anything out of what I just said, out of a good almost 30 minute rant of why I feel that Dave Chappelle's <sighs> The Closer special is a great and phenomenal legit stand-up special and why you guys are, in my opinion, certain certain people might be soft. Dave Chappelle makes you think. Dave Chappelle doesn't hate the trans community. He doesn't hate the LGBTQ community. He just has a problem with white folks and he's jealous how white folks can be in somebody's umbrella and they could push that movement further along while us in the black community, our movement hasn't gotten any further. That's all he was basically getting at. And if you think I'm lying on this, look back at all his comedy specials that he has had on Netflix. Not the earlier stuff. The earlier stuff, yes, he's doing jokes. And even though he might have some real legit jokes that even makes you think. But just look at his stand-up specials. Just those ones. Before you look back at the real back, back, past ones, just look at the Netflix ones. And just sit down and really listen to all of them. And then you'll see and hear what he really has a problem with, and his always his main focal point was white people and their ability to make a movement go farther and always question us. Just a key point there for you. Now that I'm off that topic, for the love of God, I want to get on to a topic that I think people missed uh, this week that I don't think people really paid attention to. It's Little Nas X. Little Nas tweeted out that and this is his words, literally. This is coming from Little Nas's uh, tweet, so mother forgive me. This gay shit was fun at first. I miss pussy now. That is coming from Little Nas X. And I personally didn't know about this tweet until I heard the Joe Budden uh, podcast. Again, listen to Joe Budden. He's a funny guy. He's Yes, he had some uh, problems this year with his former co-host and his friends, uh... That whole turmoil, if you don't know, I would just YouTube Joe Budden turmoil and you don't understand exactly what I mean. And he's uh he's able to reboot his show, his his podcast, and it's been uh going fairly well. I like the podcast. I continue a supporter of that podcast and his other podcast, Aurora Mall, his former co-host, their podcast. I'm a big supporter of both of these podcasts. But anyway, they talked about this tweet, and I found it funny how I'm usually on Twitter and I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this. So when I Googled it, and it got some article hits here and there, but again, the main society didn't really pick up on this. And I was wondering, huh, why not? Why whenever, why is it that Little Nas X, a part of the LGBTQ community, literally, says this tweet, and he comes out, and he is gay. He's out of his own words, he said he's a gay man. He says, this gay shit was fun at first. I miss pussy now. Why is that not a bigger thing? Because people have been fighting to become, well, not even become, being able to even announce that they're gay, announce that they're bisexual, announce that they're trans, announce that they're queer, whatever the case you want to be. People are able to announce all these things 
It took them a long time just to even be able to get that freedom to announce who they are and be themselves. And Little Nas X, who's known to be a professional troll, I just want to preference that. Little Nas X is a professional troll. And he tweeted this out. How did people not jump on his throat? A lot of publications didn't jump on his throat by saying how this is damaging to the LGBTQ community, how the people that are heterosexuals are going to take this and run with this, and all these type of things. Why was this not a bigger issue? I don't know why it wasn't a bigger issue. I know that it should be a bigger issue because a whole lot of people should be going down Little Nas X's throat. People should have been tweeting him saying, hey, yo, that ain't funny, bro. You, I know you were trolling or anything. But that ain't funny, man. You can't be tweeting that out because people are still trying to say that, yo, this gay, this us being our lifestyle is, isn't a joke. This thing, us liking and loving who we want, this thing isn't something that we pick and choose. This is something that, this is who we are. This isn't something that we picked. Because let's be honest, who is going to pick to be the outlier or the outcast if they really can in society? Everybody really just wants to be able to get along with everybody and go with the flow and just being able to live out their life in peace and comfort because if you know why and if you think i'm lying i'm being serious why do you think the lgbtq community are fighting now they want to be able to live their life in peace and comfort being who they are so they want to make that normal in which it is normal you live and you be who you are you're able to have these intimate relationships with who you want in this life that should be a normal standard whatever the case may be but it's not and we're dealing with reality people are still out here questioning people's uh homosexuality people are still questioning their sexuality and for little lines to tweet this out hey um i'm the other community i'm a guy that just looks at the community i'm a guy that observes and watch everything i think this thing should have been a bigger uh situation and i mean you have people on here because i went to the tweet just to make sure i wasn't tripping just to see what people said. And certain people were tweeting out, um, baby, you can be into whatever genitals you want as long as it's not NTFS. I have no idea what that means. A person tweeted out, that's not what gay means. Another person tweeted out, pussy fire, bro. Another person tweeted out, gay trans men exist. Another person tweeted out, seriously, why post this? Why put this out there? This is harmful for the LGBTQIA community, see? Uh, somebody tweeted out, you chose that side of marketing with the major industry. Very odd to hear regrets. Start whistleblowing those secrets. What they doing to you behind the scenes? Another person tweeted out, how can the gay people make a joke about straight people, but straight people can't joke about the gay people? TF is wrong with that. See, and you go down the line, you're going to hear people supporting what he said, and you're going to hear people criticizing what he said, but this thing should have been a legit national media situation. And saying, and really, like, this should have been a teaching moment. Not only did the baby get ridiculed for what he said on Rolling Loud, right? He's a black, heterosexual man. He says something about whatever he said. I'm not going to go back into it, because personally, he got beat down by the people. I'm not a person that beat him down. I'm not doing it. But Little Nas X tweet this out. He's already known as being a gay man and all this type of stuff. And he's able to tweet this out. And nobody on national ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. I mean, just nobody was able to cover this. Because if one of those companies would have covered it, I guarantee you, Twitter would have had a big old field day. It would have been much more than 
10,000 uh, retweets on this tweet. There would have been more than 170,000 likes, likes on this tweet. Again, this is showing you that, hey, uh, we pick and choose what we want to throw out there in the media sense. And this was one like, nah, we're letting this one just rock out. And then I guarantee you, some years from now, somebody's going to pick at this tweet, just like they did with the Kevin Hart tweet. And Little Nas X is going to be on the firing stick. And literally, well, not the firing stick, but the fire. Well, he's going to be lit on fire, at least in Twitter or at least the media sense, because somebody's going to read this back and say, are you gay? Are you bi? He's going to be on somebody's interview and they're going to throw up this tweet and they're going to say, oh, he and he's going to say, I was just trolling at that time. But then somebody's really going to hard press him one day. And I mean, really, really hard press him, really ask, is he gay or is he bi? What did that mean? Because you can't be playing like that. Me, I'm a straight man. I can't tell somebody what to do or what not to do. I'm not of the LGBTQIA community. I'm just a man that watches everything. I'm an ally to that community. If they need me to help them promote something, hey, I'll help you out because I'm all about helping individuals. If I knew little Nas X number, I would say, hey, yo, bro, take that tweet down. Yeah, that ain't funny, bro. People have been fighting so long. People that are gay and bi and trans, they have been fighting for the rights to live who they are and for you to be trolling like this. I get you're a troll. I get that your whole marketing for your uh, album, Montoro, is being pregnant, but you're a dude, not transitioning to a female. I mean... I get it. You did that whole thing just to just to taunt people with the gay agenda. I get it. Whatever the case may be. But that tweet, that's harmful, that's damaging. You need to take that down and you need to apologize for that tweet immediately. That would have been my uh that would have been my uh professional opinion to him. That would have been my legit courtesy call to him if I had his number. But since I don't, I'm making this publicly. Little Nas X, yo, you need to stop. Trolling. Somebody in your personal circle should have told you, hey, yo, bro, this ain't a good look. You don't need to tweet that stuff out. I know you're a troll. You're famous now. You don't have to troll no more. Troll to the haters. Do that. But you don't need to troll to the people that are supporting you. Even though some of the people in the LGBTQIA community might be hating you because you're up there high, rich, and famous because every community has to have at least one hater in it. You don't need to be trolling the majority of your community that supports and loves you. You need to take that tweet down. That would have just been my professional opinion to him. But hey, I haven't heard nothing about his uh, career being damaged by it. Hell, I've seen a whole lot of Taco Bell commercials with him being on it. So if anything, his career is flourishing even after this. But I guarantee you, as my name is Gerald Garrett, somebody somewhere down the line is going to bring this tweet up. And they're going to roast him on that tweet. And you're going to hear a whole lot of podcasters really looking at this tweet and say, how did we miss this tweet? Watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you. Whether it be a year, a couple months, this tweet's going to read back this. And if I'm still podcasting, and if I'm not on a major uh, syndicated show or a radio podcast or whatever the case may be, I'm going to look back and I'm going to bring this clip and I'm going to say, I told you, they're going to tell you. you were Somebody should in your camp should have told you about this and made you apologize for this and made you take this down. Because people have screenshot this little Nas X. People are waiting for your downfall, waiting for you to slip. And you just got to hit that one slip and then they'll throw this out. And by God, you'll get the whole Kevin Hart effect, my G. Watch what I tell you. And you're going to have people defending you saying, oh my God, he's a troll. You didn't shouldn't take that serious. And then you're going to have the people in the LGBTQIA community coming at you saying, we have been fighting so long hard for this. This ain't nothing to joke about. So I'm telling you right now, if you hear this audio clip somehow, some way, take that tweet down and apologize. But that's just my professional opinion on that. 
Now on to another thing that I personally found interesting that I don't know. No, 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 no. Screw all that. The media circus got this one, and I personally have my own questions about it. It's about the Black Panther star uh, who plays Siri. Or, yeah, Shiri. Her name is uh, Latita Wright. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name completely butchering it. But the actress from Black Panther who's playing Siri, uh, Latita White, has allegedly spoused uh, anti-vaccine views on the set of Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. And it's been reported that she's been saying uh, some anti-vaccine statements. But everywhere that I looked, all right? I couldn't find a legitimate claim to that situation. They're saying that she's been spreading information. She's been da 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 da. Listen here. I'm looking for a legit quote of what she said. We've gotten clips of um, what's my man's name for that did Batman? What's his name? Uh, Christian Bale. We had a whole video of him having a tantrum. On the film set, we've had statements coming out from other actors talking about how this person was a dick on the set while they're on the set with that said actor. But you mean to tell me, I haven't seen not a one single statement saying what she said on that set to for her to spew anti-vaccine uh, information. I haven't saw one of it. But by God, the media took that and they ran with it. People on Twitter were saying they need to replace her and I tweeted out, okay, you guys want to re uh, recast Latita White's character on Black Panther, but you don't want to replace Amber Heard on her movie in Aquaman. Make that make sense. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I said this and I covered this about a month ago. It's Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's whole situation, and I still can't believe how Warner Brothers still chose Amber Heard to still be on the Aquaman movie after there has been audio of her talking about she could beat up Johnny Depp and people will believe her. And if she said that Johnny Depp beat her up, people, there's video of this. There is legit audio of this. How do we, as a society, allow this to slide? But we are cool with Latita Wright, who there has not been a legit quote of what she said to be spreading anti-vaccination information on the Black Panther 2 set, but there's been information and audio and everything else and footage of her and Johnny Depp talking in their house, and them having audio conversations and her having damaging just talking bad to Don Johnny Depp. There's been audio of this and leaked out and whatever the case may be. And you can get it and easily Google this or YouTube this. But somehow, we don't, we don't take into consideration how in the hell do is there not information about the teacher White's anti-vax situation. There's not a statement. So why are we really picking up on this if there's not a statement? We can just go with a uh, sources claim that she has been spewing anti-vax information. Okay, what did she say to be spewing anti-vax? I haven't seen not a one. I looked and I looked and I looked. I haven't seen not a one thing that said she said this. Here is verbatimly what she said. Nothing. Nothing. So 
I want everybody to understand the narrative that is constantly still being thrown up now. And this kind of goes into what Dave Chappelle said before. White people, their movement gets pushed way farther and ours gets stagnant. Meaning, in this situation, Latita Whites is a black actress on a hit movie that is getting a sequel. And she's more likely going to play a bigger role because the big character, her brother in the movie, T'Challa, better known as the actor Chadwick Boseman, has passed away. And it's been speculated that her character series is supposed to be becoming the new Black Panther. I'm not sure if it's true or not. That's allegedly on that part. I just want to put allegedly series supposed to be going, being coming to Black Panther. Allegedly. Can't sue me. Alleged. But we want to replace this actress off of her views of a vaccine. But we don't want to replace Amber Heard, who has literally physically assaulted this man, said crap about this man on audio, and spewed out, I can say that you hit me, and people will believe me because I'm a woman on audio. And Warner Brothers kept her, but they threw out Johnny Depp on the Warner Brothers Brothers franchise of the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Where does that make sense to you? Make it make sense. Literally, I'll be literally waiting for you to make it make sense to me. Because it won't make sense to me. I'm a man of high standards. I'm a man of character. And how can you tell me that you have character in Warner Brothers? How can you mean to tell me you have character and you keep Amber Heard, but you let go of Johnny Depp? You should have kept both on if you're going to do that. If you're not going to, if you replace Johnny, if you got rid of Johnny Depp, you should have got rid of Amber Heard. If you would have kept Johnny Depp and replaced Amber Heard, people would have still come after Johnny Depp. So you should have made it equal. You should have put it equal, lay down the law on both. Okay, you both are removed. Or you both stay on. It should have been the same. But since the whole women abuse thing got labeled onto Johnny Depp, that's the reason why he's off Fantastic Beasts. I understand why he's off. I'm not deftone to that. And people have said that Johnny Depp has not touched this woman. And you only got photos of bruises and everything. You don't know if she did that to herself. You don't know if, if Johnny Depp did touch her. So you have no idea. We're only going off a woman's word here. In which you shouldn't in this instance. Because there's audio. You should have made it equal right. You should have had them both taken off. Or you should have kept both of them on. Instead you picked the side. And you picked the side of Amber Heard. The side that really has a whole lot of baggage on her. Compared to a guy that doesn't have much baggage at all. Only has a claim of you hit a woman. And that woman being Amber Heard. In which her baggage has an audio of her talking about. People will believe me if I said you hit me. How can you. Make it make sense to me. But you guys want to cancel out. Latita Wright's opinion. You want to cancel her out. Because she doesn't want the vaccine. Or whatever the case may be. Make it make sense to me dog. Black people, we got to stick together on this one, man. You can't allow this to happen. If she gets replaced, I promise to God I'm going to be on Marvel's butt for this. Disney, you're going to have a problem with me, bro. I'm not letting this one go. She needs to stay on. If if you mean to tell me, and I'm going deep. If you mean to tell me, Disney, Mousy, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Disney Disney, Walt Disney, Marvel, I mean Hulu, ESPN, I can go all across the board, okay? If you mean to tell me they let go 
of somebody's view of the vaccine. And that's her reason. And that's her choice of not wanting to get the vaccine. They want to let her go. But Warner Brothers, who only has DC and probably other franchises like The Matrix and uh, other things, but let's be honest, Warner Brothers is known for just basically having what DC Comics right now, at least in my personal opinion. If you mean to tell me they keep Amber Heard on it, y'all can't keep Latita Wright on your movie franchise? Marvel? Walt Disney? Yo, I... Dog, I'm not even joking. I'm gonna have a big old fit. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my mind. You once I hear about her being replaced, dog, I promise you, that episode is gonna be me throwing like blowing a big old gasket. I'm telling y'all right now, as viewers, if she gets replaced on this movie because of this, y'all, it's gonna be a big old field day. I promise you, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it all on this whole thing because it's not right, and it just further proves my point and Dave Chappelle's point. White people are able to get away with things. And we can't even off the slightest infraction. But, hey, punching down, right? Punching down, no. We're trying to punch up. It's not a punching down situation. We're trying to punch up with people that are somehow in a position that of power that's positioned higher than us, which is weird. But, hey, whatever. On to my next Topic, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about another black situation, and this was very disheartening to me. And it's covered NBC News. Convicted killer Ernest Johnson executed despite questions over his in- intelligence and his capacity, intellectual capacity. There you go. Missouri on Tuesday executed Ernest Johnson despite claims by his attorney and death penalty opponents that he had that he had an intellectual disability and killing him violated the Constitution. Johnson, 61, who was convicted in the murders of three convenience store employees almost three decades ago, were executed by lethal injection at a state prison in Bon Terre. He was pronounced dead at 6.11 p.m. local time, a spokeswoman for the State Department of Corrections said. Pope Francis, yes, that Pope, the Pope Pope, Catholic Pope, Pope Francis, two members of Congress and two former Democratic governor, no, no, two members of Congress and former Democratic governor, Bob Holden, were among those who spoke out against the execution. On Monday, Governor Mike Parson, a Republican, denied Johnson's clemency clemency and said that the state will carry out the execution. The United States Supreme Court denied an application for a stay of execution Tuesday. In a filing to the High Court Tuesday, Johnson's legal team reiterated IQ tests have indicated he had the intellectual capacity of a child and wrote that there would be no tangible harm if the execution was delayed while questions over whether the lower courts had constitutionally considered his disability were further exploited, well, expounded. The court has said states simply cannot execute the intellectually disabled. Johnson's attorneys wrote referring to a 2002 Supreme Court ruling. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to go too much into this, but this man was basically executed Tuesday by lethal injection and is over three murders of in 1994 of Mary Bircher or Mary Barcher. I'm horrible with last names, especially with last names I don't not used to seeing, and she was 46, and employees Mabel Shrugs, 57, and Fred Jones, 
1858 during a closing time robbery at the Cassie's General Store in Columbia. On February 12, 1994, he was stealing money for drugs, according to court documents. Uh, listen, I'm not sure what this, how to feel about this. Because, listen, I have a feeling that, yo, you do the crime, you do the time, you got to pay your uh, debt to society or pay the uh, price for the action that you did commit. But my question is, if a person is not, if a person is not right in the mental state, and have the IQ or intellect of a child. Do we really put them to death? Like literally, we could put them literally in a in a psychiatric ward and figure out this and that or whatever. We could put them in other things. Do we really have to kill somebody if they're not all the way there as an adult brain should be for an adult body? That is a question I want you guys to really ask yourself. Me, personally, I don't know what to say. If it was my family that he killed, I personally would say, hey, yo, he probably got to die. I'm not even going to try to front line. But me being on the outside, again, I have to question and wonder, do we kill somebody that doesn't have the IQ of an adult, but has the IQ of a child? That is what I want to know. I mean, right now, if you look at it, this man killed... Three people in 1994, so that is about 27 years ago, right? Okay. How in the... No, 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 not even 27. Hold up, is it 27? Yeah, 27. Do, 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 do the math. 1994. No, 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 no. 1994. Yep, because this joke. Hold up. Yeah, 27, because I got to think about it. That's only two years before you. Sorry for rambling off of that. But anyway, I had to do the math. I was really trying to figure it out here. Anyway, I'm doing this in live time. How do we... How do we uh, deal with that? It's a personal choice. Everybody has their own personal thing. You can't... You're not going to get killed by this. You're not going to get killed for your opinion. I just want you to have that conversation with your family. Would you guys uh, kill somebody that doesn't have the right mental uh, head frame of an adult, but they have one of a small child? Literally, because again, this is just a weird situation. And I wonder this because he has the intellect of a child and he got executed for doing a crime 27 years ago. The man who killed a lot of people in the movie theaters for the Batman uh, opening up is still living. He hasn't been announced dead. And I'm about to look up the name now because I want to have a question on that, though. And I'm back. And that man's name is called James Holmes. And he killed 12 people and injured 70 in the 2012 uh, movie murders and killing spree during the Batman uh, movie opening. And this was in Colorado. And he got sentenced to 12 life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole and an additional 3,318 years in prison. Now, how is this man not on death penalty? How is this man not on death row? Well, Dylan Roof, who killed people in South Carolina, he did that in a church. He's on death row. And again, he's on death row for killing some people in the church. And they were black individuals, and they were in there even praying for him. But he killed all of them except a couple, just so they can tell who did this. But this man right here, James Holmes, he did this in Colorado, killed 12, injured 70, 7D, and he's not on death row. 
Now, I can't... Now, people would say, well, this and that. My initial thought is to really always go with race, but you can't go with race with this one because Dylan Roof, white man, or white boy, he did this in South Carolina, in the South, death penalty. White man, James Holmes, did this in Colorado, 12 life sentences with an additional 3,318 years added on. What do we make of this? I mean, the laws are different in other states. That's just what it is. We don't have a legit nationwide, like, thing for a certain crime. We don't. So, what would you do? This is just a legit question piece to you. What would you do? If you were on that board, and you were to look at this uh, crime and who did it, and he's supposed to be executed, but you get papers say, hey, yo, his IQ is not a one of an adult, but one of a child, what would you do? Would you still say, yo, we're going to execute him? Or would you say, uh, nah, we can't execute him, let's do some more tests? Like, literally, what would you do? Me, personally, I I wouldn't pull that trigger. I would not. I would say, you know what, we gotta do some tests and we gotta look into it. So, that's just me, and that's just my asking piece on you. What would you guys do if you guys were in that position of power? Now, here's my last topic before I get you guys out of here. And this is just basically another uh, injustice that I want you guys to be aware of. And this is coming from Insider. Uh, distressing footage shows police officers dragging a man with who's paraplegic by his hair and throwing him to the ground during a traffic stop. <laughs> Disturbing body camera footage has emerged of Ohio police officers dragging a paraplegic man out of his car by his hair and throwing him to the ground. Video obtained by WHIO News shows Clifford Owensby, a black man with disabilities, was driving in Dayton, Ohio on September 30th when police stopped him, according to the Independent. In the footage, a police officer can be heard telling Owensby to get out of his car. I can't step outside of the car, sir. I'm paraplegic, Owensby replies. I got help getting in. A police officer then offers to help him out of the car, but Owensby replies, I don't think that's going to happen, sir. The officer later proceeds to tell him that it's not an option. In the footage, Owensby repeatedly tells the police officers that he cannot get out of his vehicle because of his disabilities and threatens the officers with a lawsuit if they put their hands on him for no reason. He then calls someone and asks them to bring some people with cameras to witness the altercation. In the video, the police officer tells Owensby that he can't cooperate and get out of the car or they would drag him out of the vehicle do you see these two options here the officer says the footage then shows police officers grabbing him by his arms before pulling him out of the vehicle by his hair as he falls to the ground Owensby's begins to scream in pain somebody help somebody help he could be heard saying the police officer accuses Owensby of making this worse than it needs to be before attempting to handcuff him the clip finishes with footage of Owensby being dragged down the street by his arms and police officers throwing his shoes in the vehicle. According to the Independent, the Dayton Police Department says it is investigating the incident. And they even sent out a tweet, and I have the tweet right here, and the tweet reads, We recognize that we would all like to see interactions between civilians and police officers handed professionally, cooperatively, and safely, while each case warrants its own through investigation and just outcome, we always strive to improve as an organization to meet our core values of professionalism, integrity, respect, and fairness. Relevant, reoccurring training is key to maintaining a professional organization and our expected level of service. Upon training for all Dayton 
police officers and supervisors will include diversity, equality, and inclusion, de-escalation, bias-free policing, and procedural justice. There has been significant civilian input during the police reform process and planning for this training, and we will continue civilian involvement when the training takes place. We need to do better, and this can be done by further developing the mutual respect and accountability necessary to make our city safer. Matt Carper, Interim Director and Chief of Police. Now that is from the Dayton Police Department's Twitter page, well, Twitter, and I saw the video. That video, I ain't gonna lie, is damning. Let's be honest here. The man is telling you he's paraplegic. He told you that he needed help to get into this vehicle. He got help to get into this vehicle. You as an officer, you say to him, hey, we need you out the vehicle, yada, 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 yada. But he's telling you, hey, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting out of here. I need help. I had help getting into the vehicle, but somehow you mean to tell me you as an officer can't wait. You already see that he's going to have people coming here to help him out. Wh what do you mean? What, what, what is there to do? Let's be honest. What is there for you to do here? He calls somebody. He tells somebody to bring uh, some cameras around. I mean, let's be honest here. What are you doing? What are we doing in this instance? Literally, what are we doing? You're a police officer, dog. The, at the beginning of the video, if you happen to see the video, they're up, they walk up to him, they're nice spoken to him, all this and all that. He tells them he can't get out the vehicle because he's paraplegic. He had help to get into the vehicle. Then somehow you start seeing during the video, the officer starts to get aggravated and upset. Now, I don't know if his adrenaline is starting to kick in and he don't know how to deal with it, or this is just some natural cop BS they do that they'll try to start natural, but then they get real angry and upset and raw. And in the video, when they pull the man out, you see one man pull him by the arm, and then the other guy pull him by the arm, and also gripping him by the hair. And you see him get dragged out of the car, and he's yelling for help. Somebody help. Now, explain to me, this man says he's paraplegic. Why in the hell would somebody want to lie and say they're paraplegic and they can't get out of the vehicle? Literally, why? And apparently, this man has some mis like some type of uh, misdemeanors or charges to him back and the thing, because on the video that I was watching, they broke down why he got pulled over, and um, he had some former, uh, what was it? I'm trying to get it now. Uh, da, 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 da. Come on, they had to get dogs uh, smelling his car for some type of drugs, or and they had to look into his car and all this type of stuff. They found no drugs or any type of firearms in the man's car. I'm not trying to drag this out long, but I'm just trying to figure out, as an officer, what are you truly looking for? Literally. And by the way, they arrested him at this at the moment, but there was no charges filed or anything for the man. But you see in the video that they drag him. They have him in handcuffs. You're dragging the man. His pants are falling down. His underwears are showing. You know what? You had the decency to try to pull up his damn pants as he is being dragged to the vehicle, and his drawers are showing. Have some decency. Have some compassion. Apparently, you don't because he is a paraplegic person. Why on God's green would a person want to even say they're paraplegic? Why? Why? Nobody's going to say that they're paraplegic and they're not paraplegic. Nope. Nobody. 
is just upsetting to me. When you see the video and you see how they take the man out, he called somebody. He calls my AO. Can you meet me down here? And it sounded like the guy was not that far because he said, hey, I'm just down the street by blah, blah, blah. So, and he told him, hey, come down here, da, 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 bring some people with cameras so they can see this. You mean to tell me as an officer, what were you going, what else were you in a hurry for? Let's be honest. There's more than just you officers here. There's more than just you. They, somebody else, if anything happens, like on your intercom, we have a chase coming down. You mean to tell me there's not an officer somewhere in sight that could have chased down the person? What is it? Seriously. And then you tell the man, hey, yo, we need you to get out of the vehicle. I'm paraplegic. Well, we can help you out. No, you're not. You're not going to touch me. You don't even have anything to really try to get this man out the thing. You hear and you see that he's calling somebody to tell somebody to come down here. Why couldn't you wait? Why couldn't you wait? I mean, the drugs don't magically just poof out of there if he's going to be in one position and you're going to be sitting there watching him in that position. I mean, the Glock, the shotgun, or whatever your thing is in that car isn't going to magically poof in there because he was by himself in that vehicle. There's not another bystander or not another third person in that car laying down in, on the floor that could move the drugs or anything. What are you guys waiting What Not even waiting for. What are you guys in a, a big rush for? It doesn't make sense to me. Literally, it don't. I will never understand officers being impatient. Yes, your job is screwing. It is tacting. I get it. But if it's too much for you, here's what you need to do. Ask for vacation time. Go on vacation. And then guess what? Take that vacation. Drain your nuts out. Do whatever you got to do. But when you get back on the job, be re-energized and have with a clear mindset that, hey, yo, I'm going to have a good day. I'm not going to be out here trying to attack civilians. I'm going to be talking to people with as much respect because when you talk to people with respect, people will give you respect back. That's exactly how respect goes. It's a two-way street. And following back to a Dave Chappelle thing, empathy goes both ways. It goes both ways. I guarantee you, the black guy definitely would have got out of the car and whenever his person would have got there and helped him out and got him out, you guys would have looked in the car. Yes, he would have called you every name under the sun, but you would have still gotten what you wanted. Him out of the car safely, him out of the vehicle, and you were able to search his car. But you were impatient. And now your department has to do an investigation on this. Which, again, when you have video of this, why in all God's green are you investigating this? There's nothing to investigate. Really, there's nothing to investigate here. Nothing at all. But then again, you do whatever you want. You guys are officers. You guys are... Ugh, you guys are... There's nothing really good to say about you guys, really. Officers, I really wish you guys would really say something. Like, really come out and say, like, yo, this was not right. These officers could have wait. The man called back up for himself. He already said that, yo, my guy, I got to come down here. And da-da-da-da-da. I'm wishing officers would say something. Say something. This is why you guys always get a bad rep. It almost seems like every episode lately, I always got at least one topic with police officers being foul and nasty and dirty. And it's not going to stop until I see change. Literally. It needs to be changed. Give me a topic. Give me a story of a cop doing right. Literally. Give me one. Send me one, and I will talk about it and say, oh my God, there's a cop doing right. Why aren't we covering this? No, 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 no. 
there needs to be more coverage of cops being dirty and being exposed out here so the good cops can get on their backs and say, hey, yo, you're treating, you're doing us wrong. We are out here literally busting our hump and you're damaging our cop reputation. You're furthering, pushing along the narrative that we are nasty, dirty people. We're not. We are here to actually protect and serve our community. You are the reason why people hate us. There needs to be some type of conversation piece between good cops and bad cops, literally in the public, so we can see the inner turmoil of what they have to deal with. Literally, but there's not going to be one because, again, this is the shield garbage that I've been talking about. So, like I'm going to end off this topic right now. The Dayton Police Department, you guys need to do better. Suspend those officers. Do whatever you got to do. Because I promise you, this man is going to sue. Because if you saw the video, this video is damning. Just I ain't even going to try to sugarcoat it. It's damning. This man can literally sue you guys. Because he said, I already called somebody on the video. They were coming down here. I would have easily got out of the vehicle with that, that person's help. I don't need help from an officer. Like I said, and he can use the black card. And I'm not even saying, like, use a black card. Like, oh, my God, black card. No. He can say, like, hey, yo, black people have a bad experience with cops. If their cop would just would have waited and he saw me make the call, it would have been easily taken care of. I would have gotten out of the vehicle. But, again, this is going to be a situation, and I will be paying attention to this because I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know if any of these officers are going to be charged with anything. Are they going to get fired? Are they going to get suspended? I want to know personally. Because you know what? A lot of officers need to be suspended. And good cops, come out and say something. Seriously. Say how damning this was. Say how wrong these officers were. Say something. If you disagree with it. Don't just have to hide behind the shield, my guy. Don't do that. Because you guys are furthering. You guys are also along furthering the agenda that officers are nothing but trash. So, if you guys want to change that, you guys got to come out and say something. So... In the end, good officers come out and say something and trash these bad officers along with the rest of the public and teach them how they can be a better officer and a good officer like you are if you feel that they what they did was wrong. But if you feel that you don't want to be judged by your peers, continue to be silent. Hey, everybody got to live for themselves. But you also, with doing so, with living with yourself, you have to also look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, what have I done? Could I have done something to change this? And that's something that you and yourself will only know the true answers to that. And that's all I want to say about that. Now, before I get you guys out of here, I mentioned that how I had how I have an announcement, and it kind of goes back to the Dave Chappelle thing. The announcement that I have is that on Tuesday, this following, well, this upcoming Tuesday, there is going to be an app release called Wisdom. I am a part of that app. Um, I am a mentor on that app, Wisdom, and Wisdom is a basically a small little TED Talk. You will have your own little room, and you'll be able to talk about any topic that you want to talk about, and you'll be able to uh, chat about anything that you want to chat about. You can. Uh, people will be coming in and looking into your room and hearing what you're talking about, and if they want to stay in there, they'll stay, and if they want to put in their input, they will be able to actually ask for an invite to talk, and you'll be able to pop them in, and they'll have a certain time limit that they can say what they want to say and have this conversation with you, and I've had a couple of those that I've been test uh, driving or beta testing this app for about a good solid two weeks now, So, and I've been kind of hinting at this for 
past two episodes, and I said that something's coming up, and I didn't want to let you guys know because I didn't want to give you guys false hope about anything and be so excited about this app coming out, and then it doesn't happen, and I got to come back on here and say, well, guys, this app isn't happening. I was part of this thing, and da-da-da. No, I always want to sell you guys on something that's going to actually happen, and it's happening this Tuesday. Wisdom, W-I-S-D-O-M. Please be on the lookout for it. And my username, well, my name on the thing is called Gerald Garrett. And in parentheses, G2. And in my, uh, tie, not title, my profile page, my profile logo will be my, my, my Two Cents Podcast uh, logo. It's going to be my Two Cents Podcast logo literally on the, um, front. And you can listen to for all my past talks that I've had with, people, all the type of topics that I've talked about, and you can just listen to them, and you can do that with other individuals as well, because on this app, there are people that are going to be talking about businesses, how to get a business started, how to further along your business, they're going to be have people talk about mental health, I talked about mental health on certain things, um, there are people talking about entertainment, there's, there's everything in an abundance on this Wisdom app, but again, this Wisdom app is coming out uh, Tuesday. I want you guys to really be a part of it. Look at it. Explore it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, hey, you don't got to use it. But I would suggest you just go in there and just field it out. And just have a little peek ski around it. You don't know what you might like. You don't know the person that you might actually enjoy listening to. And you might be actually able to uh, chat with that person and give your own personal insight on certain things. But again, the app is called Wisdom. W-I-S-D-O-M. And I believe the... Logo of this is like a white background with a purple, like Albert Einstein wearing headphones type deal. You'll see it whenever you type in Wisdom app on the app uh, page. But you can look for it now on your Google or Apple devices, and it should pop up. For me, it was Apple device. So I'm not sure about Google. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say all that. I know for certain it's an Apple. And if you look for it now, it's going to be on for pre-order. And you just put your situation in. And I believe Tuesday should automatically pop them onto your phone. But again, it's called Wisdom. I would suggest you just pop onto it and just have a little feel ski around it and uh, see what you like. And uh, just use what you, use it if you want to. And with that, I want to get you guys out of here. And before I do, let me give you guys my social media links. On Twitter, you can find me at my two cents pod on instagram my two cents podcast g2 and for my email if you want to email me about anything you know you could be in a bad mental state or you just want somebody to talk to because you think that nobody's here to talk to you if you think nobody wants to talk to you or nobody wants to hear from you trust me you have a person right here don't let what i said earlier discourage you if you are somebody in the lgbt lgbtqia community don't think that oh my god he's talking down to us no 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 no. i'm not talking down to you i'm talking at your level i am a human being just like you i am a person of compassion just like you i have empathy my mother has a lot of empathy but i do have empathy ladies and gentlemen and I just want you guys to all understand that you guys are not alone in this world. You guys are important. Everybody is important on this planet. We all literally make up this planet. The blacks, the whites, the Asians, the Puerto Ricans, the Caribbeans, the uh, Koreans. I mean, the straights, the gays, the lesbians, the trans, the asexuals, the bisexuals. 
everything under the sun. We are all literally in this planet together. We're all trying to field and mind, map our way through this thing called life. We all might think that we have a higher purpose here. We don't know. We're just here on this planet and we know that after we're off this life, we don't know what's literally after us leaving here. Certain in the good book of the Bible, there is a place called heaven or hell. In certain places, there's called just a thing called purgatory. And if you don't believe in heaven or hell or even purgatory, you just believe that you once you're out of here, you're just done. So all these things, all all of them are frightening. Whether you want to admit this or not, when you really dig down to the basis of when you leave this planet, it's frightening because you don't know what's on the opposite side of this thing. Enjoy the time that you have here. Don't try to take away your time on this planet. Don't try to cut your life short because of how you feel. And just because you think that nobody wants to talk to you, nobody's gonna to wanna to hear about your problems. No, 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 no. I am here. If you are depressed, if you are angry, if you are excited, if you are feeling any type of emotion and you don't know who to talk to, you have me to talk to. And my email is my2centspod at yahoo.com. Again, I'm gonna spell it out for you, M-Y. The actual number two, not T-O-O or T-W-O. You actually put the number two in this. C-E-N-T-S-P-O-D at yahoo.com. You can email me about anything. If you hate what I talked about today, you can email me that. You can tell me how I screwed up on this and I missed some information. You can tell me how I was wrong about this and tell me and email me. That's fine. If you want to email me about tell me your problems, that's personally fine. If you want to just tell me that, Ayo, don't talk about this with anybody, that's cool. If you want to have a conversation with me, you can email me. I, my email is open. I'm always open to every single living person on this planet. The past episodes, I have been putting my email out there for people to message me. And right now, I have no takers on this. Please, anybody, if you do feel the need that you have nobody to talk to, please email me. I am always here. I can be just a soundboard or we can just have a conversation. Either way, you have me to talk to on that email. And also, this upcoming Tuesday, I will somehow be on the Wisdom app. I will be. There's no if, ands, or but. I will be on that app Tuesday. So, I will be on there and you will just be seeing me pop on and I'll have a talk. Uh, not even a talk. I have a room just called Let's Talk. And I'll say, Grand, my title literally is going to be Grand Opening Let's Talk. That's going to be the title. I'm giving you a sneak peek right now. And it's going to be an open forum for anybody to talk about anything. And if anything, I'm going to talk about what I talked about Sunday. And I'm going to have people just pop on if they want to talk to me about what I talked about. Hey, that's cool. And how I was wrong in certain things or how they agreed with me in certain things. That's personally cool and fine. But I'm giving you my email and I'm telling you that you can reach me on this wisdom app so you can talk to me and actually hear my voice. And we can actually have a conversation in front of these people. And we can just square everything out or we can talk about anything that you want to talk about. So with that, I have given you all my social media links. I have given you everything, but I haven't given you this. If you want to listen to past episodes and future episodes coming up, you can find them on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Podbeam, and Audible. Again, I'm still crazy to even hear Audible, but yes, Audible. And you only got to look up my two cents podcast, all one word on all these social media uh, platforms where you can listen to all podcasts, those pod, well, those sites that I gave you. And with that, always remember, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you.
with that, I do love you all. I want you to wish you a good Sunday and have a great rest of the week. Yesterday, I had a Wrestling Highlights of the Week. If you like professional wrestling, you can listen to that. If not, hey, that's cool and dandy. You will catch me on Wisdom app this Tuesday, grand opening. And um, if not, you can always just pop on my uh, my podcast Sunday to listen to whatever I talk about, more or less something in the news. And um, yeah, that has been my Two Cents Podcast presented by G2. And I have been him and he is I and I love you. And I hope that you love me back too. And with that, I want to wish you guys a great rest of your day. Uh, have a great and amazing week. Remember, I do love you all. Don't think that I rant earlier was uh, me talk, talking down to you. No, I was just talking to you. And with that, I do love you. This has been My Two Cents presented by G2. I love you all. Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.